Thank you for returning to the Sage Saith. Grace be unto you and peace. Number 170523. A rendering of seven episodes. Episode number one. A year with the Church Fathers. God's mercy works through us. Babies are born into the world helpless, completely dependent on the people who take care of them. St. Augustine, beginning the story of his own life, points out how God has ordered everything so that meeting the infant's needs also meets the needs of the caretakers. What can I say, Lord my God, except that I don't know how I came into this? Well, should I call it a dying life or a living death? But I have heard from my parents, from whose material you formed me, for I cannot remember it myself, that your merciful comforts sustained me. By your mercy the comforts of a woman's milk kept me happy. Neither my mother nor my nurse filled their own breasts, but you, through them, gave me the nourishment of infancy the way you have ordained it, by your bounty that underlies everything. You caused me not to want more than you gave, and those who nourished me willingly gave me what you gave them, for they, by instinctive affection, were anxious to give me what you had abundantly supplied. And in fact, it was good for them that my good should come from them. Though, of course, it was not from them, but through them, since all good things come from you, God, and all my safety is from you. This is why I've learned and what I've learned since then, as you have shown yourself to me by the blessings you have bestowed on me, both inside me and outside me. At that time I knew how to suck to be satisfied when I was comfortable, and to cry when I was in pain. Nothing more. St. Augustine Confessions 1.6 In God's presence, consider, do I recognize the work of God in every good thing that comes to me? Do I remember to thank God for all the people who have taken care of me when I needed it? Closing Prayer Lord God, who created me and brought me into life, who have shown me the way to your salvation, grant that I may become a servant of your new covenant according to the greatness of your mercy. Episode number two, Through the Year with Thomas Merton. False Images. I am certainly no judge of television since I have never watched it. All I know is that there is a sufficiently general agreement among men whose judgment I respect that commercial television is degraded, matriculous, and absurd. Certainly, it would seem that TV would become a kind of unnatural surrogate for contemplation, a completely inert subjection to vulgar images, a decent to, or rather a descent to a subnatural passivity rather than an ascent to a supremely active passivity in understanding and love. It would seem that 
television should be used with extreme care and discrimination by anyone who might hope to take interior life seriously. New Seeds of Contemplation. Episode number three, Magnificat, May 2023, volume 25, number three. Number one, a reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 16, verse 12 through 15. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the Spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from me and what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason I told you that he will take from me what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Item number two, the meditation of the day, guided by the Spirit of Truth. The Gospels are unlike any other kind of literature. They are brief narratives recounting the life, ministry, and teachings of Jesus of Nazareth. In that sense, they are roughly analogous to ancient biographies. But they are unique in that they are written from a standpoint of living faith in Jesus Christ, risen from the dead and exalted as Lord over all. For the Gospel writers, because Jesus is alive, all that he said and did in his earthly life is not merely a past event, but a present source of grace and power to those who believe in him. They write so as to invite their readers to access that grace and power through faith. One of the early readers of the Gospel was St. Ignatius, Bishop of Antioch. On his way to martyrdom at Rome, Ignatius wrote, I flee to the Gospel as to the flesh of Jesus Christ. What he meant is that the Gospels do not merely tell him about Jesus, but bring him into living contact with Jesus. They are, in a sense, his real presence. This is why the Church has understood the Gospels from ancient times, and it is why the events in Jesus' earthly life are traditionally called mysteries. As we read or hear the account of these events, especially in the liturgy, we are led into the invisible mystery of his divine sonship and redemptive mission. That is, the Gospel events become a pattern and effective cause of Jesus' action within the members of his Church now. Ultimately, the power of Scripture to bring us into contact with the living Christ is dependent on an ongoing work of the Spirit, bringing to light its deepest meaning and bearing witness to its truth in the mind of the reader. The Gospels are also unique in that they are written in conscious continuity with the Scriptures of Israel. Indeed, they present Jesus as the culmination of God's whole plan of salvation, who fulfills and reveals the hidden meaning of the Old Testament. All God's dealings with his people, Israel, prefigure, lead up to, and find their full meaning in Christ. Episode number four, God's Little Instruction Book, number one, two, and three by Honor Books. Golden Nugget number one, 
inspired by 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11. The best inheritance a father can leave his children is a good example. As ye know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father doth his children. Golden Nugget number 2 is inspired by Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. God intervenes in the affairs of men by invitation only. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Golden Nugget number 3, inspired by 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. If a care is too small to be turned into a prayer, it is too small to be made into a burden. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Episode number 5, Chesterson, Day by Day. Keeping to one woman is a small price for so much as seeing one woman, orthodoxy. Episode number six, a reflection. Following a terrible earthquake in Antioch, St. John Chrysostom spoke to the people, Great are the fruits of an earthquake. Behold the man-loving Lord, who shakes the city and strengthens the soul, who sways the foundation, strengthens the thoughts, who shows the weakness of the city and makes the will of the people strong. Turn your attention to his love for mankind. He sways us for a while, but strengthens us forever. An earthquake for two days, but the devotion will remain for all times. You were sorrowful for a short time, but strengthened forever. A mother wanting to wean her child from the habit of frequent crying strongly rocks as little cradle, not in order to harm it, but to frighten it. Precisely in this manner, the Lord of all, who holds the universe in his hands, shakes it, not in order to destroy it, but rather to bring back to salvation those men who live lawlessly. Behold how the Holy Fathers, the pillars of the universal church, knew how to explain by God's love for man both assaults and blessings, both misfortune and fortune. Let us be a ashamed who are slow to give thanks to God when he gives and are quick in our murmurings toward him when he takes away episode number seven a quote from St. Francis of Assisi keep a clear eye towards life's end do not forget your purpose and destiny as God's creature what you are in his sight is what you are and nothing more. Praise be to God.